In this day and age, it's very easy to be financially irresponsible. When we're young, we tend not to have the correct training. So when we start to earn money, we spend it on things which depreciates the moment we get it. Cars, designer clothes, alcohol, and a whole lot of other needless things. But that's with our own money, where the consequences of our decisions live and die at the point of each transaction. Things begin to change, however, when we're reckless in the same way, but with other people's money instead of our own. So since the advent of credit cards, it has been possible to run a line of credit with the bank, which you can access if you don't have enough cash on hand to buy a particular product or service. The expectation here is that you have a credit limit and you can borrow any amount up until that limit. And from there, you satisfy the balance or at least pay part of it once you get paid at the end of each month. If you're able to pay off the whole balance within your limit, you pay no interest, but you pay interest on the amount that you're not able to fully pay for, and that balance then rolls over to the following month. This is the main way banks actually make their money, which is why credit cards are one of the most heavily marketed products in the existence of capitalism, which is why things get a little complicated when you can't pay it back, as you're not only failing to fulfill the terms of your agreement with the bank, but you're now messing with the bottom lines of the banks themselves. And this has an impact far greater than just being branded reckless. This is because your credit file tracks everything you do in the space of borrowing money. And if you have a case file which illustrates you as somebody who is irresponsible with not just your own money, but other people's money too, then you can kiss goodbye to ever being granted a loan, a mortgage, car insurance, or even a mobile phone on contract. Hearing this now may sound irrelevant, as it may not align with your gender right this minute. But believe me when I say it will when you're looking to transition into a new phase in your life, which includes a wife and kids. And once this is presented, you'd be scrambling to get your credit circumstances fixed, because it's important to have the capacity to be able to borrow money we don't have to make moves which requires prudent and sensible investments. So in this episode, we're going to break down the ominous credit score, which is a metric banks use to determine your credit worthiness and dive in to what components make up the credit score and what components are the ones most pivotal in getting your score up. From there, we will then establish how to maintain a good credit score rating alongside fixing a poor credit rating too. So before we go into how credit score can be f- can be fixed or maintained, let's first establish what it is. A credit score is a three-digit number which is used to predict the likelihood that you'll pay your credit obligations on time. This score is often between the ranges of 300 and 850 and is calculated using credit history information from your credit report. So when you make a credit card application of any kind, the lender uses your score to quickly make a credit or no credit decision. The credit score in itself is broken down into five parts, with all parts weighted differently, which means measuring poorly in one part can have a disproportionate impact on your score than if you were to measure poorly in any other. So it's important to understand each part, but to also know how each part is weighted differently to the others in calculating your score. The first component of your credit score is your payment history and serves as the most weighted part, sitting at 35% of your credit score. Lenders are more concerned about whether or not 
you paid your bills on time in the past. Late payments, collections and bankruptcies all affect the health of your credit score. It is important to note that your most recent delinquencies hurts your credit score more so than the ones you have in the past. So what do you do? Well, it's important that you always pay what you're expected to, even if it means paying just the minimum payments, because otherwise lenders will hesitate to give you credit in times you need it most. The second component of your credit score is your debt level and is weighted at 30% of the overall metric. So again, this too has to be given very strong consideration. Your debt level is the amount of debt you have in comparison to your credit limit which is also known as credit utilization. The, credit, the higher your credit utilization, the closer you are to your credit limit, and therefore the lower your credit score will be. You are penalized for this because in this, in this scenario, you are signaling to the lenders you are heavily reliant on credit at the moment and will most likely run into money problems soon if you're not in, if you're not in money problems already. So you want to strive for a credit utilization score of anything below 30%, which means that if you have a credit limit of 1,000, then you'd want to have a credit utilization below 300 pounds. The third component is the length of your credit history, which makes up 15% of your credit score. Having a longer credit history is favorable because it gives the lender more information about your spending habits. This means that having some credit is better than having no credit because you, at the very least, give the lender the signal. So even if you have credit cards you haven't used in a long time, it's good to leave them open because in this way you have a credit footprint. The fourth component of your credit score is inquiries, which makes up 10% of it. Each time you make an application for credit, an inquiry is added to your credit report. Too many applications for credit can mean that you are taking up a lot of debt or that you are in some kind of financial trouble. While inquiries can remain on your credit report for two years, your credit score calculation only considers those made within one year. The last component of your credit score is something known as mix of credit, and this too makes up 10% of your score. Having different kinds of accounts is favorable because it shows that you have experience in managing a mix of credit. This isn't a significant factor on your credit score unless you don't have much other information in which to base your score. However, be mindful to only open accounts as you need them, not to simply have what seems like a better mix of credit. All these five elements are what makes up your credit score. Remember, your performance on all these cylinders will determine your eligibility for mortgage, credit cards, loans, and any other type of lending. So make sure you tread carefully. So I know that a large number of you may already own a credit card and a percentage of that group will have poor credit. So what I'm going to disclose here are ways you can start improving your credit score from today. As we've established, the whole point of this is trying to make ourselves as attractive as possible to a lender in the hope that we fit favorably into their lending criteria. So the first thing you can start doing today is by checking your credit report to begin with. This can be accessed on sites like Experian, where you'll be able to see the enormous amounts of data these financial institutions have on you. It's important to go through each line item to ensure that everything under your name is correct. This way, 
when you go to access investment, you won't get red flagged unfairly. The second thing you can do is register to vote under your residential address. And you can do this by adding your name onto the electoral register. This adds an extra layer of security to your to the lender that you remain occupied in the property assigned to your name and that you won't be able to do a runner if ever you felt the need to. The third way you can improve your credit score is by making sure you don't miss a payment. This is a crucial one because as we discussed, your payment history is the most important component of, your, of the strength of your credit score. Try your best not to default and at least pay your minimum balance so you don't get flagged. This is because defaulting on your payments once or twice can potentially cause you severe problems in the future. The defaults that you've had in the past 12 months will hurt you the most, whilst the ones prior to that will be given less consideration. An easy way to prevent this from happening is by paying everything by direct debit. This way, you will never miss the deadline or be late. Another thing you shouldn't do is withdraw cash on your credit card. This is both expensive to do, as interest is higher and you'll charge even if you repay the full amount each month. Crucially, money lenders see this tendency as evidence for poor money management. Also, make sure that if you're to apply for credit, to do so when you're in the clear, which means you shouldn't apply for anything if you've had county court judgments or if you've declared bankruptcy, as this remains on your credit file for up to six years. So we covered what a credit score consists of and how to fix it. Now we're going to outline how you can continue keeping a healthy credit score. The first thing you should do is limit the amount of credit applications you make. Doing this frequently in a short space of time can make lenders think you're overly reliant on credit and therefore place you as a higher risk. So try to space out any credit card applications. A good rule of thumb is to do no more than one every three months. Another thing you can do is consider closing any unused accounts. Having a large amount of available credit may make lenders think you can't handle more, so you may want to close any dormant credit accounts. A very important one that can often get overlooked is to only borrow what you can afford. As already discussed, getting into trouble with debt may lead to things like county court judgments and individual an individual voluntary agreement or even bankruptcy. These things will stay in your credit report for up to six years and put a big dent in your credit score. So that brings an end um, to this episode. And thanks again for tuning in. Um, As always, um, if you haven't done so already, uh, make sure um, you download the free ebook, which shows you 40 plus ways um, you can start making £1,000 each month from today. Um, you can find that um, at the link on our Instagram on our Instagram page, um, which is at bmore.co. So that's B-M-O-O-R dot co um, on Instagram. And then all you have to do is just click the, click the link in the description and it'll take you straight to the page where um, you can get hold of this free resource. Um, it will really open your mind in into new ways you can um, start in- increasing your um, your revenue streams. Um, so yeah, and um, also you know regardless of where you fall as far as how much income you earn presently, 
um, there's something which which um, fits with people who have you know big disposable incomes but also low disposable incomes as well so uh, make sure you you head over there to, to get your hands on that um, other than you know spreading the word to friends family who you feel will appreciate um, the, the information on this podcast um, take care and I um, look forward to, to seeing you um, on the next one. Peace.